a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. Six oh six fifty three degrees in downtown Boise. Good morning and welcome to a Thursday. Thanks for listening in. Fifty three degrees in downtown Boise. Going to enjoy some sunshine again uh, coming your way today. Looking like the uh, weekend, upcoming weekend, is going to look better than was expected. Looked like earlier in the week we were going to see some uh, rain showers throughout the Memorial Day weekend, but it's looking much better. So you want to make those plans to get on out and do something this weekend in the outdoors. Looks like it's going to cooperate a little bit. So if you want to do some camping or whatnot, yeah, looks like you're going to have a good day to be you able to do that. want to do something fairly cheap, walking is a good thing, and it's just Easy. It's going to be absolutely perfect for Easy. It. Let's not go crazy and have people start walking now. Pretty well, you soon. can circle the block, and if you don't like it, you can go in your house. We'll have anarchy. Speaking of anarchy, what is today? May 25th. Mm-hmm. No debt ceiling increase. Oh, yeah. Again. Hey, we still have, what, six days to work this out? Wow. I really did think, and uh, I I said this last week, and like I said, it was just an opinion, and, and I thought, okay, Biden is cutting his trip to Australia and Papua New Guinea. He was just going to Japan, and he cut his trip short so that he could be back here to work on getting the debt ceiling uh-huh. increased and, and negotiations done. I said, okay, that's a good thing. That means he must think that, you know, possibly it's it's getting close. Um, you know, the, the House earlier this week, Kevin McCarthy said that they are going to, instead of leaving for vacation, uh, Memorial Day weekend, Senate is out already on vacation yeah. this week, but when Kevin McCarthy said that, I, okay, they must be getting close. That's good news, and we're getting closer. I really thought by today we would just be crossing the T's and dotting the I's. I really, really did. And I don't, I don't think they're close now because Biden is going to be going on vacation today. He is uh, headed to Camp David. And then after he gets done at Camp David, he's going to be headed to his vacation home in Delaware, his beach house in Delaware. And I'm hmm. like, wait a minute. Now, granted, I know that's a, a much quicker flight than flying back from Australia, but it's like, okay, everybody is planning their vacations now, and we have six days left. That must mean they're really not close. Or... They're so sure they're going to get it done that they're not worried about canceling vacations. That's the problem, though. You have to have everybody here to pass the bill once Mm -hmm. they get the negotiations. So are they going to come back, especially Memorial Day weekend, on a Saturday or a Sunday (laughs) to do business? I'm guessing. I I don't know. I'm guessing it'll, you know, and and when Janet Yellen says that everything's going to collapse June 1st, it doesn't mean exactly June 1st. It means right around that time. You can't say, okay, if it's not done by June 1st at 10, 15 a.m., you know, yeah, everything hits the fan. That's not how it's going to work. So my guess is they'll get it done the 1st or the 2nd of June. She was a little more specific. Just to add some drama. She was a little more specific in saying that it's not until June 2nd that a bunch of large bills come due that would not be able to be paid. Uh-huh. So it's not like okay, we're they're out of money on on June first. June second is when some of those bills 
would come due and would not be able to be paid. What can our credit rating now be, like 305? We're still, we still have AAA credit rating as of right now, but talk yesterday was that they are, within the next few days, going to have to downgrade our credit rating, which means interest rates would mm-hmm. begin to... We've got mortgage rates hit 7% again. I, it, you know, If this goes into June and we don't have a deal on the debt ceiling, increasing the debt ceiling, you, you would see interest rates jumping up. <laughs> you ever feel like going to a... A campaign speech of some kind, and any time they mention money, just going, no, you're not. We're going to save you. Uh-uh. I, don't, I, I, <laughs> I know there are people that believe that that nothing really is going to happen, that this isn't going to affect us. I just don't want to tempt fate. I don't know how serious it is, but I don't want to say, you know what? We've never done this before. We don't know if this is going to be bad or not. Let's Let's check it out. Let's let it go. Yeah. And and see if it's really going to be bad or not. I like the people that are saying, my parents lived through the Depression, and they were tougher because of it. <laughs> uh, I I hope they really do get a, dealing, but, a deal done. But now, um, just because part of the reason I, I'm feeling so pessimistic on this, where I was feeling optimistic last weekend, is, as you mentioned, six days, six days away, and you've got Memorial Day weekend. I don't think they're going to get done by next, was it next Wednesday is June 1st. And it's going to take a little time, even though they, they do come to an agreement, because it takes a few days to pass the bill and cross the T's and dot the I's. Uh, let's see. I think Thursday is the... Is Thursday's the first. Is that what it is? Today's the 25th, so yeah, it's 30 days, has September, April, June. So we have 31 yeah, days in yeah. a month. So that one I knew. Other big news uh, yeah. yesterday, um, the queen of rock and roll passed away. Man, through the 80s, she had some hits, didn't she? Yeah. Dubbed the queen of rock and roll, died at home. I, I thought she made the the movie Max Man, or Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome better. Oh, she definitely did. She, she definitely did. And she even at that time, at her age, she looked fantastic. Uh, passed away at the age of 83 at her home in Switzerland yesterday. And she had kind of been a recluse over the last mm-hmm. decade because she had suffered from many health issues in recent years, including uh, a stroke. I think it was back in 2013 she had a stroke. She became a Swiss citizen, too. Yep. Um, she had cancer, intestinal cancer in 2016, mm. kidney failure, um, where she had a kidney transplant. transplant. Um, sold over 200 million albums. She won eight Grammys, and she is one of the few people who have been duct- inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame twice. Oh, once as part of Ike and Tina, and yep. once as just Tina. Yep. Um, at 56, she looks so great at 56. She was hired as the legs of mm-hmm. legs 
the uh, $20 million campaign for Haynes pantyhose. There was uh, somebody who made the comment back in the 80s that uh, God put Tina Turner on earth to show uh, women how to dance in heels. <laughs> that, did you know that's part of the reason why she retired from music and touring? What, her, her ankles hurt or something? Her, her dancing. Yeah. She said, that that's who I am. She goes, I can no longer get out and, and do that any longer. And she's she said, I can't be one of those people. My fans would not expect me to get out in a long evening gown and just stand there and yeah. sing. She goes, I can't do that. <laughs> and I'm at the age where I can't move around like I used to. So I am done. Mm-hmm. Kudos to her. Anyway, dead at the age of uh, 83. Throughout the morning, um, we will uh, pay tribute to uh, Tina Turner, have some stories, and play some of her music as we uh, get along throughout the uh, morning this morning. Have you ever seen her in concert? There's one no, I've never. never I would have loved to see her in concert at her at her peak. I, I never did. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless if you want to uh, weigh in on the show. It's always encouraged. Also, toll-free, 1-800-529-5264. Email us, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. You can also text us, which is the same as our main number. Let's get a check on what's going on with sports once again this morning, as we usually do at the same time with Rick Worthington. It's brought to you by Pork Belly in Cuna. Looking for a great breakfast, looking for great lunch. You just want a lot of food at a great price. Get into Pork Belly. They open up in 45 minutes. Pork Belly, downtown CUNA. We'll start on the ice today. The Idaho Steelheads falling short to the Toledo Walleye by a final score of 5-4 to four in front of over 8,000 fans at the Huntington Center in Toledo last night. Game four will be Friday night in Toledo with the puck drop at 5-15. The Steelheads still up two games to one in that series. Again, losing last night by a score of 5-1. to one. We know which team is headed to the Stanley Cup, or at least one of them anyway, after the Eastern Conference Finals. Game 4 last night, Florida a winner over the Hurricanes by a score of 4-3. to three. They win that series four games to none. They'll take on the winner of the Las Vegas Golden Knights and the Dallas Stars. Game 4 is tonight. By the way, you can catch that on ESPN. Other sports news for you. How about this? Do you remember Derek Alston Jr., the former Bronco basketball star? He's finished his first season in the top German league this month. Bob Beeler with more on that. Alston averaged 15.4 points and 4.2 rebounds a game with the Rostock Seawolves. He was the team's second leading scorer and number three rebounder. He talked about his role on the team. That I got a lot of freedom within the offense and defense leading, you know, to be able to make mistakes and kind of find my footing. And I mean, the role is kind of what it what it's been to go there, go there and score the ball, put the ball in the rim, and cool to be able to be able to show all my tools and things like that in a, in a completely different setting in Europe. So it, it was a lot of fun. Alston played last season in the NBA G League after having an All Conference career with Boise State. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI, and I'm Rick Worthington. Night at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
Man, I love this song. This, is, this might be a surprise to a lot of her fans, but did you know that she never had a whole bunch of number one hits? Even as popular as she was... I knew that, yeah. Private Dancer was the only number one song she ever had. Mm-hmm. That was it. As pop- This song never made it to number one. I thought this was a number one song. No, never made it to number one, as popular as it was. Paying tribute to the queen of rock and roll. Passed away at the age of 83 yesterday. John in Nampa, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Hey, and you, know, you brought up she never really had any top hits, but um, um, her her simply the best song. I mean, listen to how many times you hear that on TV or on movies. Uh, I mean, that sport, should have been sporting events too. Oh yeah, and um, yeah. The thing I wanted to bring up is the actual video. I was born in 1970. I'm older than Nate Shellman, so um, <laughs> I, I remember the video. Um, they actually had the only thing they could compare to the force of her amazing beautiful legs was an arabian stallion stomping on the ground (laughs) to the beat of that music when it starts and if you ever watch the video of the actual true video simply the best by tina turner oh my god it's amazing and also um i have to say i'm sorry lee his name is lee he was actually uh an actor with tina turner on uh, Beyond Thunderdome, and he usually is at the bar at the Tilted Ace in Nampa, and I'm going to have to go drink beer with him. Oh, very um, cool. John, you, yeah, you I, sound kind of pictures. emotional over this this morning. Oh, I am. I, I, I love her. I absolutely love her. I mean, she, she was a publicly abused woman and never made it political, but she forced her way through it. She built herself up. Without being political, without um, you know, bringing the the herd behind her, and she did it on her own. And you know, yeah, she's an amazing woman. Yeah, I am emotional. I'm sorry. I know Lee. You're talking about. He's a good guy. Yeah, you know him. I think he was like he was uh, one of the guards that bordered, or what was it, Barter Town, right, or something like that. He plays drums too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yep, okay, yep. We were talking about the same guy. Thanks yeah. for that uh, piece of uh, Tina Turner uh, trivia this morning. We appreciate it, John. All right. Thank you, guys. Thanks for sharing. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Once again, we are going to be paying tribute to the queen of rock and roll today, passing away yesterday at uh, age of uh, 83. If you want to call in and share your stories, feel free to do that this morning. You can also email us, chris at kbui.com, mike at kbui.com. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on kboi.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
Tina Turner passing away at the age of 83 yesterday. Text message in this morning, what made Tina Turner the best? Tina Turner was publicly abused woman, turned her life around and turned it into something amazing from music to cinema. Tina stayed the best from legs that all supermodels wanted to a voice and stage presence that rock stars try to achieve. She stayed honest and humble. There's a special place in heaven for Tina Turner. She truly earned it. You saw the movie, I'm sure, with Angela Bassett. Mm-hmm. It was a good movie. That was a great movie. Um, a lot of people probably didn't know how just how tough her life was. And that is the amazing part about that. She finally left Ike Turner after years of mental and physical and emotional abuse. She left penniless, even though she helped mm-hmm. make lots of money for that couple with uh, music, singing music. But she wanted out so bad that yeah. the only thing she left with was her name. And she had to fight for that in court because Ike didn't want to give up the name Tina Turner. Right. So she had to go to court to fight to just keep her name, and that's what she left with. No money, nothing, no house, nothing. Apparently, she never legally changed her name to Tina Turner, at least not uh, before breaking up with Ike, because her real name was Anime Bullock. Yeah. And um, that's got nothing to do with the Japanese cartoons. Anime, it's different. But uh, she just, you know, he started calling her Tina Turner so they could be Ike and Tina Turner. And apparently they never officially got married either. She was, I mean, people just considered them married. Yeah. Uh, we'll continue with our tributes. Tina Turner, uh, throughout the morning, Queen of Rock and Roll, died yesterday at the age of 83 after a very long series of illnesses. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wild. It's time for another check on what's going on with sports this morning. It's brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. They're opening up in 15 minutes. You want to have some of the best chicken fried steak you are ever going to have. Trust me, if this isn't the best, it's going to be in the top two at least. Uh, try it out for yourself. Uh, it's not just the chicken fried steak that is fantastic and probably the thickest one you're ever going to ha- have, but it's the pork belly gravy that just makes it extra special if you don't believe me try it out for yourself today or any day monday through sunday beginning at 7 a.m on to baseball today where the seattle mariners have owned the oakland a's this year but you know everybody has but the mariners got some big hits early in the game the stretch and the left-handers two nothing pitch swing and a line drive down the left field line it's a fair ball into the corner Cal will score. Caballero running third. He'll score. Around the third goes A.J. Pollock. The throw in from Blade is cut off by Diaz. Sam Haggerty slams a double into the left field corner. The Mariners get a couple, and they have the lead 2-0 here in the bottom of the fourth. And the Mariners would get more. 2-1 pitch, one on High drive, deep left center field. Headed for the pen. That baby's traveling out of here. Home run for Teoscar Hernandez. They blast one out of here, number nine on the season. RBI number 25, and the Mariners have a 6-1 lead on Oakland. And that's the final score as well. Mariners win 6-1. to The call, by the way, on Cairo Radio with Hernandez hitting that big bomb. All right, let's look at the standings down in the American League West. Yes, the Mariners are climbing up past 500 once again. They're 25 and 24. The A's, by the way, 10 and 41 on the season. The first place team is still the Texas Rangers. They're 31 and 18. And the Mariners are six games behind in the American League West from first place. I'm Rick Worthington.
Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 6.59, it is 52 degrees in downtown Boise. Coming up for you in the 8 o'clock hour, another chance to uh, pick up your $50 gift certificate to R&R Barbecue. Some of the best barbecue you're going to find anywhere in the Treasure Valley. Two locations, downtown Boise and in Meridian. The uh, Damn Near Impossible Question brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realtor. Uh, the broker owner, been involved at the local, state, and national levels of real estate industry for over 26 years. And that experience, plus extensive education and certifications of giving them a unique perspective on what's happening right now in the market. If you're wondering if it's a good time to buy or sell or both, call today. Their expertise can cut through the clutter and help you make sense out of the market. Call 208-888-4128. Question today, the Mona Lisa didn't really become a famous painting until one specific thing happened. What was it? By the way, I'll give you a hint. Happened in the 1900s. If you know the answer, stick around. Day from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Ron DeSantis planned to make his big announcement in an audio-only discussion with Elon Musk on Twitter. But from the start, it was plagued with technical difficulties. His campaign making the announcement instead with this video. I'm Ron DeSantis, and I'm running for president to lead our great American comeback. The 44-year-old DeSantis has been acting like a presidential candidate for months, especially after he won re-election as Florida's governor in a 19-point landslide. After about 25 minutes of technical difficulties, Ron DeSantis finally appeared with Elon Musk on Twitter Spaces, the audio-only discussion forum. He made the announcement, although it wasn't much of a discussion. It sounded a little bit more like a stump speech, to say the least, not a smooth start to a presidential campaign. <laughs> Who did that look worse for yesterday? Uh, did it look worse for... Elon Musk, I think. Yeah, Ron DeSantis or Elon okay, Musk. Okay, well, here's the deal with Elon Musk. You know, he fired like 80% of the people who worked at Twitter. And then he said, there won't be any change. Everything will be just as good. And then then they do this. You know, they're in the spotlight. And the thing doesn't work for 25 oh, minutes. How embarrassing. And I'm th- coincidence? Probably not. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, how many people actually stuck around for 25 minutes waiting for the official well, announcement? Probably a lot, not a, a lot. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I checked it out last night online. A lot of people watched it. But, uh, yeah, there were a lot of complaints the first 25 minutes or so. A lot of uh, DeSantis, when they finally did get everything working, um, and I don't know if this is true or not. I mean, it would make sense that there were so many people trying to tune in that it basically caused a crash of the servers. I don't know if that's true or not. There were people calling him Ron Disaster. <laughs> I think you, it, it more. I, I think it would be more a- appropriate to s- say it was Elon disaster. Elon, yeah, Elon mustered up. <laughs> yeah, um, but it is official. He made it official. He's filed the paperwork to be an official candidate for president. He also um, filed a signed a new bill um, in Florida that would allow him to run as president and still retain. His rights as being the governor of Florida. Both Donald Trump and Joe Biden kind of dissed him on, uh, well, not on Twitter. On uh, with Trump, it was uh, Truth Social, because he put out uh, what was supposedly a picture 
of the people who were involved, you know, who were listening and stuff like that. And so there was like uh, a picture of Hitler and a picture of Satan, a picture of the FBI, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like they were all DeSantis's friends. And the only thing that uh, the president put out, he uh, tweeted a uh, a link to uh, a fundraising website for him, and all he wrote was, this link works. <laughs> That's kind of funny. And, and again, it was probably somebody in his office. It probably wasn't him at all. If you want to uh, weigh in this morning, um, now that it is official, what's going to be interesting is to look at polling here in another month. Um, and I know, um, I know that we're talking uh, about polls, and polls doesn't don't really mean a lot, but they do because it gives you an idea of uh, your messaging, what you're doing, whether or not it's working or not. Um, and there are so many large variety of people doing polls these days um, that a lot of them are confusing. This is breaking news. This just in. 63% of the 84% of people surveyed say 34% of people believe 57% of percentage surveys are confusing. This has been breaking news. But can't, it will, can't argue with that. It will be interesting to see what happens in, say, a month or two from now yeah. when the polling, because now you officially have DeSantis, who is running for president. If that changes people's minds as far as... He's far behind. He's he's in second place as far as GOP candidates right now, but he is a 20 to 30 point second place finisher still to Donald Trump. <laughs> but as of yesterday, he hadn't been a candidate yet. Well, true. So you, that may have weighed into some I, people's polling. I'm thinking it makes a difference whether you actually are running for president yeah. or not. Uh, um, so it, it'll also, I, I'd like to see what happens to Rick Scott, who was polling at 1%. Before, Tim Scott, you mean? Or Tim Scott, I'm sorry. Yeah. Tim Scott, um, before uh, he announced that he was an official candidate. So it'll be interesting to see some of the uh, polls that come out. Um, since we're talking about polls, still bad news for Biden polling. Evidence piling up that most people do not believe Joe Biden is mentally or physically fit to, see a se- to uh, serve a second term as president. Now, a few weeks ago, we had told you about a poll by ABC News and the Washington Post said that 63% of registered voters did not think Biden had the mental sharpness to serve, and 62% that he is not in good enough physical health to serve. Now, a lot of people were claiming, oh, this is just an outlier, um, you know, it doesn't mean a whole lot. A uh, new poll from Harvard-Harris asked the question in a slightly different way. Is Joe Biden mentally fit to serve as President of the United yeah. States, or do you have doubts here, here about would, his fitness for office? But here would 57%. Be, here would be my follow-up question. Let me, let me finish. Okay. 57% of registered voters said they have doubts about Biden's mental fitness, while 43% they say believe he is fit to serve. Right. My follow-up question. Does that mean you won't vote for him? That, because that's, a just, great, that's a great j- question. Just because you answer a question that, no, he's not particularly uh, smart or physically fit, it doesn't mean you won't vote for him. That is that is a good question. And, the, and these polled were registered voters. Another question, do you think Joe Biden is showing he is too old to be president, or do you think he's showing he is fit to be president? 65% said Biden is too old to be president. 35% said he is not too old. And again, does that mean you won't vote for him? 65%. By the way, it's a very big number. Breaking it down party-wide, the results show 94% of Republicans believe Biden is too old to be president. 74% of independents. That's a big number. You're not going to get Republicans to vote for Biden, period. All right? So you would expect 94%. The 74% of independents, those are people who would vote for Biden. 
You know what I mean? It, it, it you know, Maybe. especially if yeah. it comes down to, um, say, Trump and Biden running. You know, the independents are going to go. All right, do I do I want to vote for this guy or do I want to vote for this guy? Even though Trump is only what four years younger. True. Pollster's next question pointed to uh, real-world consequences of Biden age. The question was, do you think President Biden is able to serve another full term? We've asked this question, too, on this show. Or do you think Kamala Harris would wind up taking over at some point if Biden is reelected? 61%. Well, she would take over if he were incapacitated or right. dead. But right. other than that, she wouldn't. Um, or he could, Biden could resign and say, I can't handle this anymore. Like, or, that would or, be Congress, another reason. or Congress would have to vote him out. Uh, in, you know, saying that he uh, didn't uh, couldn't mentally handle the job anymore. Only thirty nine percent said that they expect Biden to serve another full term. Hmm. Less than forty percent think that he would serve out his full term. Now, again, does that mean you won't vote for him? <laughs> again, this is that's a major issue, and the reason why this is a major issue is because it's the one thing that a candidate cannot change. He's getting old and will be 82 in the next term start, 86 when it ends, and there is nothing anyone can do about it. You, you, can't, you can become better or change policies so that people like your policies. You, yeah. just, you can't go, oh, look, before the next election, I promise to become younger. I promise to be more mentally, physically fit. It's something you can't change. That's like that thing fat people always have loaded. Um <laughs> Besides other things they might. Uh, when somebody says, hey, you're fat. And I go, yeah, you're stupid. I could, <laughs> I can go on a diet. What are you going to do? It's going to check on uh, sports once again. Brought to you by Pork Belly in CUNA. The place to go for lunch. They're open now. They're open seven days a week. Get in today for breakfast. There were a couple of big games in hockey last night, none bigger than what was going on in the Eastern Conference Finals in the NHL, with the Panthers taking on the Hurricanes up three games to nothing. Kachuk out at the right point covering, 15 seconds in regulation, Kachuk, Reinhardt near circle, Reinhardt in the circle, shot, and it's fought off by Anderson, Barkov right circle, down to the eagle like Kachuk in front of shot, he scores, he scores, he scores, Matthew Kachuk, a power play goal! It's 4-3 Panthers with 4.3 seconds to go in regulation time. The Panthers take a 4-3 lead in the waiting seconds. That was the call on WQAM. As the Panthers go on to beat the Hurricanes, 4-3 was the final. They win the series four games to nothing. They head to the Stanley Cup Finals. They will be taking on the winner of the Golden Knights and Dallas Stars. Game four is tonight in that series with puck drop at 6 p.m. local. What about the Idaho Steelheads? They were playing last night in game three of the Western Conference Finals in the Kelly Cup playoffs. Well, it was the Toledo Walleye that came back and won that game by a final of 5-4. to four. It was over 8,000 fans in the Huntington Center last night to watch the game. The Steelheads still lead the series two games to one with Game 4 Friday night in Toledo. Puck drops at 515 local. I'm Rick Worthington. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. 
723, Jeremiah Bates with us once again this morning. Dow futures down about, they've been hopping around, up and uh, down, up and down. Uh, basically, we'll just call them flat as of right now. Um, I think uh, just taking a pause, waiting for something, anything to be done with the debt ceiling. So let's talk about something uh, different today. Uh, apparently, the uh, group of us all here could have retired had you had just <laughs> let us in on the information that we should have bought shares of uh, NVIDIA. Yeah, I mean, here's the here's the deal. I mean, the debt ceiling talk, it, it's basically status quo. Maybe there's a little bit more optimism coming out of McCarthy, but we'll see. I mean, you got a lot of people uh, taking their weekends off. I doubt a deal will be made between now and uh, early next week. But let's look at the blockbuster news, which is NVIDIA, which is up almost 30%. After they posted their earnings report, which was a blowout forecast, their forward-looking guidance on their sales, I mean, basically, it took this company to a $1 trillion market cap um, over aftermarket trading. Shares are up almost 30%. Securing Spot is basically the sixth most valuable public company in the world Welcome to the artificial intelligence revolution, my friends, and NVIDIA and a lot of chip makers are going to be a huge beneficiary of this. NVIDIA was up almost 100% so far this year, and it's just, hey, listen, when it comes to technology, it's reinventing itself, and it's here to stay. Artificial intelligence, you're looking at trillions of dollars of data center, data center infrastructure that needs to be upgraded to handle this uh this upgraded computing because every all these tech companies want to run artificial intelligence tools you have chat gpt you have a bunch of other companies entering this space and the only way that you can program this or power this is through updated data center infrastructure and these chip companies are being a direct beneficiary to include micron which is up almost five percent almost at seventy dollars a share in pre-market trading as well so jeremiah not to throw you under the bus or anything but my wife have and it use you as uh, our, our company for in some investments um how much money do we have in nvidia <laughs> well here's the thing you got to look at nvidia last year and it was completely pummeled so uh, it, no one has the crystal ball. I, I mean, even analysts that watch this closely, no one had any idea that NVIDIA was going to be... I mean, there was going to be this much going into artificial intelligence. It's really kind of picked up the tide and come to fruition so far this year. But that adoption, no one really knew was going to be to this point. Right. But here what, we are. What language is it where the word for bankruptcy is also the word for opportunity? <laughs> <laughs> well, and then it's the it, we're in a very interesting market right now because you have bank failures, you have you have debt looming debt ceiling, U.S. government that might get downrated downgraded if they don't. Uh, resolve this debt ceiling conversation but you also have tremendous innovation on the tech side which is driving the nasdaq up almost two and a half percent so it's just bottom line is you got to stay diversified you got to stay invested make sure your own personal situation determines where you're conservative and where you're aggressive because if you're invested in a in a technology fund or just the nasdaq index fund you're pretty happy today. All right, Jeremiah, we'll get an update from you after the market opens here in a little uh, over an hour and then uh, talk to you for a Friday morning. Thanks, gents. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. 7.34, well, that's weird. Stock market down and then stock market opens, it jumps 170 points. Well... Good. I'm not saying that's not a good is that, thing. Is but it all Nvidia? 
seems very, very strange that we've just been up and down just right at the zero level all morning long. Stock market opens up, jumps 172 points. So we ha- we're off to uh, a Thursday morning with some good news for you this morning. Other good news, tomorrow we're going to be at the Hometown Breakfast brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. Once again, a reminder to join us at Fast Eddie's. Fast Eddie's also our sponsor of Open Phones Friday. See, it's all cyclical, ties in all together tomorrow. Hope to see you there, Earl of Sandwich Breakfast. Plus, uh, they've got energy drinks, they've got coffee, Krispy Kreme donuts. Place is just loaded. Come on out and join us and find out. If you've never been there, um, make tomorrow special place to stop ahead of your Memorial Day weekend. Mm. Uh, other things going on, sweet deals, 9 o'clock tomorrow morning, a couple of those. There's one that's going to, there's only four, and it's expensive, but I still think this is going to go really fast, even though it's almost $800. It's a $1,500 value on one of the top white watering. Uh, white watering, uh, white water rafting spots in the world, not just in the state, in the world. People travel all over the country to go into the Hell's Canyon, and you have an all-inclusive four-day trip. It's a $1,500 value, and it's going to sell for just under $800 tomorrow. First come, first serve. There are only four available. Go to KBOI.com. Click on the <laughs> Sweet Deal link. The other uh, deal that you have, if you're looking for some great food, Idaho's famous Legends on Main Restaurant and Bar in Weezer. $50 gift certificate, once again, for $25. And they have some really yeah. good stuff you on their menu. see a lot of Idaho if you buy these. Yeah. Wagyu beef is all they use for their hamburgers, for instance. And then if you want uh, some relish, they have homemade bacon relish to go on that hamburger for you. And if that isn't enough, when you get your fries with your hamburger, because you got to have fries with your hamburger, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they have their secret fry sauce. Uh, it is, uh, by the way, bacon bit fry sauce. So I, di- I didn't think you could make fry sauce any better, but obviously uh, Maine, Legends on Maine figured out how to do that. $50 gift certificate available for you tomorrow once again for only 25 I'm waiting for bucks. somebody one of these days to ask me, hey, where should I go rafting? I'm going to say, hey, go to Hell's Canyon. <laughs> uh, once again, go at 9 o'clock. First come, first serve, kby.com. Click on that sweet deal link. Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 7.42, there are an expected, what, 42 million people going to be traveling over the Memorial Day holiday. Uh, if you wanted to beat the crowds and uh, not have to deal with rage drivers or long traffic, uh, you should be leaving uh, right about yesterday. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, we're sorry, there is no way to do that, it turns out. Actually, today's still a good day to travel early tomorrow morning. Um, before noon is a decent day to travel. After that, though, uh, going to get very busy. If you want to hold off and travel on Saturday and Sunday, those are all, always down days on travel. Monday is going to be the busiest day because some people leave you know, yesterday. Right. Some people leave today, early in the morning on Friday. But everybody, everybody comes, comes home back on, on Monday. Monday. <laughs> Got to be to work on Tuesday. Hurry up. If you want to be a leader with a large following, just drive the speed limit to McCall. Oh, God. We're traveling. Uh, I think we're going to go around uh, the other way through through Weezer, though, because we're going to North Idaho. Actually, you're going to do some camping for the first time in, God, I can't remember how long. Really? Yeah. Not glamping? It, well, it's kind of. We're going to be staying in uh, my sister-in-law's camper. 
I mean, it's not like we're going to, you know. Rough it? It's not like we're heathens and we're going to be in a tent or something. Ooh, the ground. Ooh. <laughs> We're going to Winchester Lake. I've never, I've never, the, I've the, been there a few times in my life, but never camped. So Winchester Lake? Yeah. I've never been there. Yeah, it's uh, up around. We used to do uh, school outings to Winchester yeah. Lake uh, when I was in uh, junior high school. We, we used to go, go down there to, for the day. We used to go down to Shoshone Falls. It's absolutely beautiful. Both places are absolutely beautiful. True. For those staying home, Roaring Springs expansion is set to open up for Memorial Day weekend. That's early, by the way. They had planned uh, not to open until next week, uh, but Roaring Springs got all their expansion. This is some of the biggest expansion, not just in Roaring Springs history, but some of the biggest expansion at a water park in uh, anywhere in the United States. Um, they've got a whole bunch of new attractions, and they will be opening up this Weekend, once again, some of the things, Camp Ida H2O, uh, play structure featuring <laughs> iconic Ida animals. Uh, also have a tipping tater, 650-gallon potato tipping bucket. I'm guessing you don't want to stand directly underneath that when that uh, dumps. 650 gallons is a lot. Yeah. They've got Class 5 Canyon, Critter Crossing, uh, brand new grill and bar. Geyser Grill and Bar opens up this uh, weekend. What do, you, what do you do in Critter Crossing? Try to make a new animal? It's an adventure pool. Forest-themed floats to balance across, uh, and uh, also you can play water basketball as yeah. part of Critter Crossing. They also have 16 new luxury cabanas and additional paved parking. So if you've always complained about when it was busy and parking wasn't available, should uh, have alleviated some of that problems. Once again, it uh, goes open once again this coming weekend instead of... Is it six days early? I guess they're opening up. How often do you hear that? Hear, hear that with a what? project? We finished early. <laughs> it's usually well, we were supposed to open up, uh, you know, a month ago, but probably depends on how far from my house it is. The, the only reason I say that because we were supposed to have uh, bathrooms, uh, four week bathroom remodel here in our building, so we wouldn't have to use porta potties. We're now into week number eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Going to send all the guys Christmas cards. We finished early. No, you didn't. The porta potty's finished early. Let's get a final check on sports for you this morning. It's brought to you by our good friends at Pork Belly. Open seven days a week. Yes, they're open Memorial Day. So if that's one of the things that you're not going anywhere out of town, like 42 million other of your close personal friends, head on out to uh, CUNA for a trip. You're definitely a great way to finish your weekend or any time this weekend. Pork Belly and CUNA is open seven days a week beginning at 7 a.m. On to baseball today, where the Seattle Mariners have owned the Oakland A's this year, but, you know, everybody has. But the Mariners got some big hits early in the game. The stretch and the left-handers, 2 nothing pitch. Swing and a line drive down the left field line. It's a fair ball into the corner. Cal will score. Caballero running third. He'll score. Around the third goes A.J. Pollock. The throw in from Blade is cut off by Diaz. Sam Haggerty slams a double. Into the left field corner, the Mariners get a couple, and they have the lead 2-0 here in the bottom of the fourth. And the Mariners would get more. 2-1 pitch, one on high drive, deep left center field. Headed for the pen. That baby's traveling out of here. Home run for Teoscar Hernandez. They blast one out of here, number nine on the season. RBI number 25, and the Mariners have a 6-1 lead on Oakland. And that's the final score as well. Mariners win 6-1. to one. The call, by the way, on Cairo Radio with Hernandez hitting that big bomb. All right, let's look at the standings down in the American League West. Yes, the Mariners are climbing up past 500 once again. They're 25-24. and 24. 
The A's, by the way, 10 and 41 on the season. The first place team is still the Texas Rangers. They're 31 and 18. And the Mariners are six games behind in the American League West from first place. I'm Rick Worthington. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Welcome, friends. What would you like for breakfast? The most expensive wine you have. Here to join me for a glass of breakfast of wine? Let me guess. Let me, let me, let me guess. Let me guess. It is National Wine Day. We are celebrating. How are you going to do that? I'm drinking a lot of wine. Red and white wine. Pinot Grigio. Carbonet Sauvignon. And a pretty decent... What are you into wine? I love wine. Drink up. National Wine Day today. One of my uh, really? wife's favorite holidays. She probably believes that she should. This should be a federal holiday, but um, unfortunately not. But she can still celebrate. Probably will later tonight. Mm-hmm. Phone lines are open this morning. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless seven fifty four. Uh, I'm going to get to uh, some stupid news stories for you uh, this morning. Uh, definitely uh, knucklehead in the news on this particular one. I'm I'm going to I'm going to play it first, and we've talked about this in the past about there are believe it or not still people who think the Earth is flat. Mm-hmm. Take a listen to this lady. I can't unsee this. All the globes everywhere. I turn on TV. There's globes in the background. There's globes on there right here. Like this would be a globe if I was a normal person. Like everywhere there's globes. My children will be like, Mama, globe, 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 globe. They're everywhere. And that's what they do to brainwash. And so for me, if it is not a conspiracy, if it is, you know, real, why are you pushing so hard? Everywhere I go, every store, you buy a globe. There's globes everywhere. Every movie, every TV show, news media. Why? And she is dead serious. 100% And running for office, I might add. She's a Georgia politician, flat earther, GOP district chairperson Candace Taylor on her show Jesus, Guns, and Babies, wondering why there are globes everywhere when we all know the earth is flat. Yeah. And if the Earth is round, why do we have to prove it with so many globes? That's a conspiracy. <laughs> why so much hyperbole? That's a politician running yeah. for office for crying out loud. I do like her show, Jesus, Guns, and Babies. has a nice ring to it. Jesus, Guns, and Babies? <laughs> That's her podcast, yeah. Um, the is, other- I mean, is, is there like a... An exclamation point at the end of that? Jesus, guns and baby. <laughs> the other one I had to play, this one's just kind of fun. And this has to do more with someone who has uh, apparently never been to a farm, hasn't grown up on a farm. Um, you know, weatherman on the Today Show hasn't, Australia. Hasn't ever seen one on TV? Uh, well, no, you, you can oh. see him on TV, but you don't get smell vision usually. Oh. Um, he was sent to do a live report and report from the farm. Apparently, he'd never been to a farm and was not used to the... Um, Odoriferous. Yeah, the smells uh, of a farm. G'day, Timmy. Beautiful morning there. Oh, it's smelly. <laughs> yes, the air is very fresh here this morning, Carl. I can confirm. My goodness me. We've got some cattle that we're hand feed. <laughs> sorry. I've got a case of the gags happening here. But I'm sorry. I am very... I'm such a city slicker because the smell of some of the, the animals, they're beautiful, but they the smell, I mean... <laughs> This one just keeps turning around on me, and I'm not sure how I feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm really sorry, everybody. Stop it up, Tim. 
Oh, my uh, goodness. God bless so him. that's just manure making him do that. Yeah, it's manure. <laughs> Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Broadcasting from down on the farm. <laughs> I don't know why I think that's so funny. Uh, coming up for you 20 minutes from now, uh, we've got our Casper and Chris Damn Near Impossible Question brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, uh, locations across the Treasure Valley, Boise, Caldwell, Fruitland, Parma, Ontario, and then into Sun Valley and Idaho Falls. You need help with real estate. Doesn't matter what that help is. There's one number you need to know, 208-888-4128. Our question today, the Mona Lisa didn't really become a famous painting until one specific thing happened. What was that one specific thing? If you know the answer, stick around. 20 minutes, you can get a $50 gift certificate to R&R Barbecue if you know the answer. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Believe it or not, out of all the songs she ever released, that was her only number one song, Private Dancer. Tina Turner paying tribute today, passing away. They couldn't even play that some places because it mentioned American Express cards. And and there was some kind of a loss. I don't know what it was about. 83 years old, passing away uh, after a long illness. She was kind of a recluse over the last uh, 8 to 10 years of her life because of the illnesses she had. She had intestinal cancer. She had a stroke about uh, 10, 12 years ago. She had a kidney replacement. Um, So, yeah, just a, a lot of problems medically that she had and passed away peacefully at home uh, in Switzerland at the age of 83 yesterday. So we're just kind of paying tribute. And if you want to share your stories, you can, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Robin writes in, Mike, for everybody out there looking for a definition of a woman, Tina Turner is one of the best examples you can have. She's tough, beautiful, soulful. So many things made her someone to look up to. I, I like to think she is rejoicing in heaven with all her loved ones she lost them all. She was wealthy. Yeah, she was well, well off by the time that mm. she did uh, retire. We had we had told you that there was a specific reason um, why she did stop performing, and uh, she stopped performing back in uh, twenty thirteen. Was it twenty thirteen? I believe, and beyond um, just her medical problems, um, but she stopped performing because um she was 68 yeah she was 68 so it was uh something that she told oprah winfrey on why she decided to retire no one ever knew on stage how much i really was tired of singing and dancing it's work it's something when you do all of your life 
every night that's all you do everyone is having a good time you're up there working it's just was years and years of what and if i ever go back for any reason in any way no one ever wants to see tina do performance any other way than that so i don't think they would accept me standing in a wonderful gown singing that's not me mick jagger also credits her for teaching him how to dance on stage and well, if, that's not very nice if, if you if you look um, and you watch them, they do kind of look, they have some of the same dance moves. <laughs> I suppose if you looked long enough. Little piece of uh, trivia for you. By the way, Tina Turner had way better legs than Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger. Here's, here's the other thing. When you think about it, did you ever think that Mick Jagger would be alive longer than Tina Turner? No. And the way he lived? No way. Uh, and, and there and there are what like there are two of the no three of the Rolling Stones I guess are, are dead now yeah and and Keith Richards isn't he isn't one of them he's still alive <laughs> and there's a guy that has looked dead for at least twenty years right yeah. um, here's a little uh, Tina Turner trivia for you what famous rock ballad was meant to be a Tina Turner song but the record company would not allow it they demanded that the song that the band member wrote uh, be kept for themselves, and they record it and wouldn't allow the uh, song to be sold to Tina Turner, even though it was specifically written for her. I don't know that one. David Coverdale, lead singer of Whitesnake, originally wrote the song, Is This Love? Is This Love that I'm feeling? Specifically wrote it for Tina Turner, but when the label heard it, they said, nope, you're not selling that to her. You do it. And it became their biggest hit. Probably would have been a number one hit song, I would guess, for Tina Turner also. She would have had at least one more. Uh, number one hit song eight eight grammys she is one of the few people that have been uh, inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame twice with mm-hmm. ike and tina turner and then also with herself yeah, the, the ike and tina turner review yeah 83 years old passing away at home peacefully yesterday told you yesterday uh news uh breaking about netflix and their crackdown on password sharing did you uh, get home yesterday and find you couldn't sign into no your Netflix? No. Sorry, it is already started. I did sign into Netflix and it worked just fine. But well, I signed into Netflix too, but I had to re-sign into Netflix oh, really? and put my password in, and then had to li- basically got told, "All right, these these people who are on your thing will no longer be able to share unless they sign up for themselves." Yeah. Um, and then I I guess it, it's a little bit better than what originally. It looked like it was going to be all my television. I thought I was I was afraid that some of our televisions wouldn't be able to be signed in, even though they're in the same location, because we have four mm-hmm. televisions in our house. But it, all the TVs that are on the same Wi-Fi will not be charged extra. Or yep, they've, they've gone to great lengths to prove this isn't as stupid as it sounds. <laughs> um, I don't like it, but, hey, it, it is what it is. If you don't like it... Um, the only thing you can really do about it is either pay the extra $8 a month to keep another couple of people uh, on your account, mm-hmm. um, or they can sign up for their own account. My big fear is if this is a success, which I think it is going to be as far as raising money, because they're specifically doing this for one reason, to raise more money, as you know, it's usually drives all businesses. My big fear, and I mentioned this yesterday, yeah. is currently... We are. We have family members that all share passwords for different accounts. Like one person has HBO, uh, which by the way just changed their name. They're called what are they called now? Max. 
So HBO, HBO is well. No I mean, long. HBO is still HBO, but yeah. Uh, but the what streaming was HBO Max now, is now Max, just Max. So yeah. you know, bold move there. So uh, another person has Hulu, another person has Disney, and then they just share their passwords. My right. fear is if this shows that it can make as much money as Netflix thinks it's going to, that they're all going to do it. All streaming services are going to be doing it. And remember, when everybody started changing from either cable. Or DirecTV or Dish, the reason they did it is like I am saving so much money right now. Yeah, I can do all these streaming services, and it's only half price of DirecTV. Well, now the prices have risen so well, much. They, well, <laughs> what does what the drug dealers say? First one's free. Yeah, they got you hooked, and now if you have all those same services, um, it, it, it's really expensive. And if this isn't bad enough news for you. For those of you, and I know there are a lot of you on listening here to our show who love ESPN and might be one of the most watched channels that you watch because you get sporting events, you get all sporting events, you get updates, college sports, pro sports, all that. Um, ESPN is in talks to take, this is Disney, uh, they own ESPN now, um, to take their ESPN channel full streaming. So the only way you'll be able to get it is by paying for the service to stream. So mm. you, you, if you want ESPN in the future, instead of getting it on Dish, Cable, or DirecTV, you'll have to pay the 40 or $50 a month to stream ESPN. I hate the future. Whatever happened to the past? Well, the crazy part is this is going to affect a, a lot of people who would really enjoy like football and like NFL football games and right. things like that that will be streamed on HBO You'll only be able to see it if you get a streaming, <laughs> mm. pay for the streaming on HBO. <laughs> Same with college football. Think think about that. Uh, they they pay so much money now for the rights to certain sporting events that's, that that's the only way they can make their money back. It's amazing how many people write into us and say something like, uh, "You guys are discussing all these uh, streaming services." Let me tell you right now that no cable company or streaming service will ever tell me what to do. And that's true. And, and, I mean, they, and they mean it. And they, yeah. And, you know, and quite frankly, if you don't want to get them, you know, those movies, if you don't want to watch the sporting events that happen on ESPN, you don't mm-hmm. have to get it. There are still, there's always going to be free, free. Yeah, and you can still, you can still. TV shows through a, what do you call you, it? You, a you can still. Rabbit ears. As far as, as far as I've heard, you can still check out filthy, filthy movies from your library. What? Gotta go. I gotta go check out a movie from my library. Apparently, I see if this is a true story or not. KBOI News Time eight sixteen. It's in the news all the time. <laughs> I don't know if it's true or not. It's just something I found on the internet. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll take a break. When we come back, we've got a fifty dollars gift certificate to give away from R and R Barbecue. Yes, it's still one of those things that remain free, and you're hearing it for free on News Talk KBOI. It's our damn near impossible question. On the way next. For your Google Play, simply say, hey, Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 824, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible questions, brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. If you're wondering if it's a good time to buy real estate or sell real estate or maybe both, find out. They can help you through this confusing market. 208-888-4128 for all your real estate needs. Jeremiah is going to get first crack at our question today. $50 gift certificate once again to give away R&R Barbecue. Jeremiah, Mona Lisa, 
didn't really become a famous painting until one specific thing happened. And then all of a sudden it's famous, and now, even today, maybe one of, if not the most famous painting in the world. What was the one thing that happened to made it famous? What happened was it was stolen in early 1911. It was stolen from the Louvre in Paris by an Italian guy named Vincenzo Perugia. Wasn't recovered until December of 1913, and that specifically is what helped to make it the most famous painting in the world, proving once again there's no such thing as bad no. publicity. And it, it, it's it's rumored it was a publicity stunt anyway. Yeah, um, it was kind of interesting. Um, we were when we were prepping for the show and talking over this question for today. Um, I, I don't know how many people realize just how small of a painting this is. Because when you see it in, in movies and pictures and things like that, you kind of get the view. It's like, oh, that's got to be at least two by three feet or three by four feet. What was it yesterday you said, Chris? Was it 10 by 13 or something like that inches? Yeah, it's, uh, it's let's see, it's two foot six by one foot nine. So that's 30 inches by 21 inches. Yeah. So really, really small painting. Yeah. Congratulations, uh, Jeremiah. Hold on the line. we got a $50 gift certificate we're going to give to you for R&R Barbecue. If you didn't win this morning, don't worry. You still have another chance. We'll uh, do a giveaway tomorrow with our Casper and Chris Damn Near Impossible Question. And uh, we'll be doing that once again on location. Invite you to join us. The Hometown Breakfast brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. Tomorrow, we are going to be at Fast Eddie's in Meridian. Um, this is the fourth year in a row we have been there on the Friday before Memorial Day. They opened up four years ago on Memorial Day, had their grand opening. We were there for that, so we'll be back again to kick off your Memorial Day weekend. Uh, and if you're looking for a great place to save money on gas, you can save a dollar forty per gallon on every fill-up. Get out there tomorrow, Fast Eddie's. They will show you how. Probably the least expensive gas you're going to find anywhere in the Treasure Valley. It's the Hometown Breakfast brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. A Meridian anti-vaccination activist who was arrested in 2020 for allegedly trespassing at a closed playground during the coronavirus pandemic has filed a tort claim against the city, arguing she was wrongfully arrested while exercising her constitutional rights. Sarah Walton Brady faced a trespassing charge after she refused to leave Kleiner Memorial Park when it was closed because of COVID-19 concerns. The Idaho Statesman reports Brady is now asking the city of Meridian for $500,000 for what she said was a wrongful arrest. Brady pleaded not guilty to trespassing in 2020, and the Idaho Attorney General Raul Labrador dismissed the charge shortly after taking office this year. A tort claim is a civil claim made against a state or local government for a wrongful or negligent act didn't get a chance to uh talk about this yesterday ran out of time but i did want to uh bring this up and 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 get your thoughts on this because there there are some interesting tidbits of information if we go back a couple of years and this happened in 2020 sarah brady meridian woman who went to a closed playground in april of that year basically asked police to arrest her she put her hands behind her back because they kept asking her to leave the park because mm-hmm. the park was closed. She goes, fine, arrest me. Go ahead, arrest me. She put her hands behind her back, kept backing up to police. Finally, police did arrest her. Now she uh, looks like might be suing 
tort claim doesn't mean that the suit has been filed. It just reserves the right to be able to yeah. file suit. And since she's claiming that it's going to be for half a million dollars, probably a really good chance that maybe not so much her, but her lawyers say, hey, let me sue here. I'll take 30%. Yeah. You get the rest. But uh, w- would you not, if you were a judge, look at that and say, okay, you demanded the police arrest you. They said they didn't want to. You kept demanding it. Finally, they did. And now you want to sue them for wrongful arrest. Okay, then. You got what you asked for, right? Be like that guy from Philadelphia, uh, you know, Denzel Washington's character. Do I have a case? Yes, you have a case. (laughs) She says, uh, this is her quote, I was unconstitutionally and falsely arrested while lawfully standing in a public park exercising my constitutional rights. Mm -hmm. I was then prosecuted for trespassing, which cost me tens of thousands of dollars. During what was officially ruled a public health emergency, and in public health emergencies, rules tend to be a tad different. You may not like the rules, and I think all of us pretty much agreed when we were talking about this, that it was, I mean, there's so much stuff about COVID right now that you look back and go, that's so stupid. That was just. Oh, there were dumb. there were a lot of things at the time that people were saying. You know, boy, that's so yeah. stupid. Yeah, I mean, this is that that whole thing of like, you're outside. Mm-hmm. Why are you closing the outside? I could understand if you were inside, maybe saying, "Hey, you can't be here. This is, you know, we, we've got they were a closing COVID any, pandemic." Yeah, they they were closing any place where people would gather and be together. But once again, a lot of this comes down to the whole thing of. You were begging the police to arrest you. They did what you asked, and now you're suing them. Yeah. I don't know. That I mean, that's my thought. She maybe sue maybe I'm she looking could, at this wrong. She could sue them for simply harassing her in a park. Because she didn't ask them to do that. She asked them to arrest her. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and I, th- I think she kind of gave them like an ultimatum. Like, I'm not going to leave the park. If you want me out of here, you'll have to arrest me. Which they did. So she might still have a case. This was the beginning. Um, once again, we're going back three years. And, and, I mean, we talked about this on KBOI extensively because this arrest, Brady's arrest, is what set off protests then that happened in front of the home of Meridian police officer who made the arrests. Um, they were also protesting uh, in the front of, uh, I think, if I remember right, the mayor's home, police chief's home. Is this the one where they protested also in front of the governor's home? I don't know if this was the same situation. There were there were several over a period of a few months. I also wonder how much goes into Raul Labrador dismissal of the case. <laughs> because now she can claim, you know, look, they didn't even file charges. The case was completely dismissed. So I really was I, um, illegally arrested because they, they dropped the charges. I don't want to tell you where I heard this, but uh, somebody I know heard Raul Labrador and uh, some other people getting into a shouting match over lunch one day. And it was about that. This case? Yeah. Well, there were a lot of politicians that weren't happy. The mayor of uh, Meridian, Mayor Simison called Labrador's selective dismissal of the case an endorsement of illegal behavior abhorrent and a breach of his oath of office. And see, that was what the the argument was about, because when he dismissed it, uh, that's when she, I guess, felt that it was okay to sue. 
because it's official now. She didn't do anything wrong and still got arrested. That's why I wonder if that yeah. went into this. I, that was why I asked that. I mean, that's just, I don't know whether or not that is, but it would tend to, you would tend to think if you put two and two together and come up with four, that that may have had something to do. See, this was illegal mm-hmm. because the attorney general dropped the case. Police Chief uh, Bastrachia said that he hoped that the dismissal of charges would not end up being the type of political grandstanding that we could expect coming out of the Attorney General's office moving forward. He made that statement when the uh, case was dropped. It can and will. And now here we are, where there's possibly going to be a half a million dollar lawsuit filed by a woman, once again, who asked to be arrested. The police did exactly what they asked for. And then she said, well, I didn't really mean it. Now I'm suing. That's the way I'm reading it. And maybe I'm, maybe you have a difference of opinion. Maybe you're viewing this from a different direction. That's why we talk about it. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. What are your thoughts? You can go ahead and weigh in. You can also email us, chris at kboi.com and mike at kboi.com. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. A Meridian anti-vaccination activist who was arrested in 2020 for allegedly trespassing at a closed playground during the coronavirus pandemic has filed a tort claim against the city, arguing she was wrongfully arrested while exercising her constitutional rights. Sarah Walton Brady faced a trespassing charge after she refused to leave Kleiner Memorial Park when it was closed because of COVID-19 concerns. The Idaho Statesman reports Brady is now asking the city of Meridian for $500,000 for what she said was a wrongful arrest. Brady pleaded not guilty to trespassing in 2020, and the Idaho Attorney General Raul Labrador dismissed the charge shortly after taking office this year. A tort claim is a civil claim made against a state or local government for a wrongful or negligent act doesn't matter if you agree with her or don't agree with her i i personally i agree with her Mm -hmm. it was stupid to close a public park however you asked the police to arrest you and they did that (laughs) now i i don't think you should get any money now even though i agree with her and don't think the park should have been closed to the public because of covid because it's an outdoor park I guess if I saw a chance to make half a million dollars for doing something stupid, I'd probably, I might take a chance at it, especially, mm. if it's, especially if the lawyer that she has working on this is working on a contingency, so it cost her absolutely no money to do it. Now, if she had to pay a lawyer and the chance of not getting any money in return, would she actually be suing? And I don't know if her lawyer is working on contingency, but a lot of times that's what happens. They'll, yeah. they'll take a third of whatever they're able to get. Then they're asking for half a million dollars. Oh, she could be funded by somebody. You never know. Yeah. Um, Jim and Meridian writes in, uh, let's not forget, as soon as she uh, was being cuffed, she immediately wanted the Idaho Freedom Foundation called, which in turn brought Ammon Bundy into the mix, and who did the doc thing on the police officer and also remember that people protested in front of her home as well and the meridian police did their due diligence protecting her so in my opinion she should get nothing see my i go one step further she should get nothing and she should like it (laughs) as we look back on everything that happened with covid 
I mean, there's a lot of things, even during that time, a lot of people thought we're stupid. Um, there's a lot of things now. You know, I, I've talked ad, ad nauseum about one of the first dumb things I ever saw. And this, this happened on my visit to Portland, Oregon, because Portland, Oregon was basically shut down completely. <laughs> For instance, all restaurants and bars, you were not allowed to go inside a restaurant or bar. Unless your restaurant or bar, which was inside, was moved to outside and then enclosed, outside became inside, then you were allowed to be open, as long as you didn't open inside, inside, and kept open outside, inside. Except, except every other Thursday when we have specials on. <laughs> I just shook my head as we were driving by restaurant after restaurant who had tents put up over their front door and had opened up their restaurant outside under a tent, enclosed tent. Yeah. And I'm like... The circulation of air in there is worse than it would be inside a restaurant, and these are legal. That was one of the dumb things I thought. Supreme Court Justice Neil Gorsuch issued a searing denunciation of the way the country handled the coronavirus pandemic last week in a statement, warning that Americans were all too eager to give up their freedoms on the say-so of a few chief executives. He criticized state legislatures and judges for vacating the field and leaving the president and governors unobstructed as they issued decrees. He said those decrees cut deep into America, most fundamental freedoms, canceling schools, shuttering shops, and closing churches, even as casinos and other favored businesses were allowed to keep doing business. Justice Gorsuch also said that it all took place while dissenting voices were silenced by social media companies responding to government pressure, and it made for a worrying study of democracy. went on to say that one lesson might be this. Fear and the desire for safety are powerful forces. They can lead to a clamor for action, almost any action, as long as someone does something to address a perceived threat. Justin Gorsuch also wrote that we may even cheer on those who ask us to disregard our normal lawmaking process and forfeiture of our personal freedoms. Gorsuch's statement came as part of the case involved whether a state could intervene to defend federal executive action when the new administration no longer wanted it. See, it's all very simple. Kind of wrapped it up nicely, didn't he? <laughs> sure. And now there's no more problem, right? Until the uh, next pandemic. Yeah. You think it's going to be another 100 years before we have another pandemic? Or with the amount of people we have living in... Here in this world, more and more people crowding together and more and more densely. You think we'll see another pandemic? Are we out of this Quicker? one yet, officially? Yeah, well, the emergency has been declared right. over. And nobody seems to be talking about it, even though COVID is still, people are still every day going into yeah. hospitals with COVID. It just seems all of a sudden nobody cares anymore. It's not political. Politically, people were sick of it, so people stopped talking about it. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's, the, that's my feeling. It's still here. It's still as high as sometimes during the past when everybody said it was so bad. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
This is definitely one of my favorite songs. Simply the best. Tina Turner passing away yesterday uh, at 83, the uh, queen of rock and roll. If you're like we are and watch every one of the uh, sports championships, Mm -hmm. uh, you will hear this song a lot. A lot. Very good song. Um, Probably not my favorite. I'm I'm saving my, my favorite, my best for last. It's my personal best. wasn't her biggest hit by any means, uh, but I absolutely love it. And I'll give you a hint. Uh, came from a movie she starred in. That should mm. pretty much give it away to you. <laughs> um, but we are paying tribute to Tina Turner, that, that, Queen of that, Rock and Roll. That does give it away. Passed away uh, yesterday at the uh, age of 83. I have to say, um, Willie Nelson turned 90 last week. Tommy Chong turned 85 yesterday. Maybe there's something to be said for um marijuana marijuana (laughs) right marijuana is bad (laughs) i do do have that by the way yeah marijuana is bad okay (laughs) 208-336-3700 um, EJ writes in, when I was a young girl, my mom would blast Ike and Tina on the stereo as soon as my dad left for work. I was too young to read, but I had memorized the lyrics to most of their songs. Many, pretty fun. Many of your listeners will also remember Michael Norell. His death was announced last night. He played Captain Stanley on Emergency, a show credited with inspiring legions of young men and women to enter the new paramedic field. Rest easy, rest easy Cap. He passed away at the I, age yeah, of 85 I, I, can, I can picture him in my head. Yeah. I, we used to watch that. Emergency was a great Emerg- show. Emergency was one of the Jack Webb ones. There was Dragnet and Adam-12 and Emergency. And then I think the other one was uh, Project UFO or something like Emer- that. Wasn't it Emergency 51? Uh, in in syndication it was. Oh, is that is that what it was? Because I, I they remember were Emergency 51. 51. Is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. It's like in in in, uh, in syndication, they called Dragnet Dragnet sixty seven because it was the second version. Got it. Uh, Joe writes in. Tina Turner felt that in the U.S. she was always treated and diminished as a black singer, while in Europe she was treated as a woman. She moved to Switzerland in nineteen ninety five and twenty thirteen. She became a Swiss national and gave up her U.S. citizenship. She died there this week. Sixty Minutes interview in nineteen ninety six. Turner also stated how she found. More sustained success, saying, what I find with my homeland is that nothing lasts very long. Uh, very long. Europe is different. Also raised as a Baptist, as an adult, she became a Buddhist. She also, um, by the way, said that it was Buddhism that gave her the power to finally leave Ike Turner mm. after years of physical, mental, and emotional abuse. Because she said she had to make that decision. She knew she was going to be leaving with nothing, that he wasn't going to give up any of his money, any of her money. He was going to keep it, houses, everything. And basically, she left penniless when she left that uh, relationship. And the only thing she took and the one thing she fought for was her name because yeah. Ike wasn't going to give her the name either. She was He was going to keep the name Tina Turner. He said that was his. Uh, on the... Sarah Brady arrest. Carol wrote in to say, Hi, Chris, the whole park was not closed. It was just the playground. She could have had her children play anywhere else in the beautiful big mm-hmm. park. The playground had yellow crime tape around it, which she repeatedly tore down and had her children go play on the equipment. The police were very patient with her and stated they did not want to arrest her, but she needed to leave the playground. 
She refused and insisted they arrest her. The whole thing was recorded by her friends and broadcast on social media. She should get nothing from the city. That's from Carol. I agree with you. It was 100% a publicity stunt. She did everything on purpose to get publicity. And if the police didn't arrest her, wouldn't have arrested her, mm-hmm. she wouldn't have got the publicity. So that's why she kept saying, arrest me then. Go here. I'm putting my arms behind my back. Arrest me. And then backing up into the police. Yeah. Jan in Boise says, I'm sorry, but help me understand why rules or laws don't pertain to everyone, including Bundy's group, even if we don't like the rule. Uh, they, they do pertain to everyone, but there is such a thing in America as civil disobedience, libertarian civil disobedience. I mean, mm-hmm. they, were, they were doing it back in the 1700s, and it's, uh, it's, a, it's a form of protest. You have to be willing to be arrested to, uh, to do it, because you probably will be. Yeah, if the reason you got arrested is to make a half million dollars, you kind of lose your sympathy for your, yep. for your side, I think. Karen writes in from CUNA. Wait to- a minute, Karen? Is this a real Karen, or that's her name? Karen Feeding? I don't know. Karen writes in from CUNA. Raul Labrador is a joke if she she wins, talking about uh, Brady, uh, he should pay the award. At the time, the medical people did not know the potential of the virus. She violated the park closure. It's it's kind of black and white for Mm, for Karen. I think for some people it is is black and white, and for other people, in all fairness, it's not. For people, as you just mentioned, um, it was a basically a sign of civil disobedience, trying to show how they believed that it wasn't right. But that I think that's where the heading of play stupid games, win stupid prizes comes in. You played a stupid game, and your prize was getting arrested. And granted, she said that she has had to pay somewhere between ten and fifty thousand dollars in lawyer fees to fight her arrest but i go back right to the beginning you asked to be arrested you knew that was a possibility Mm -hmm. going forward i don't think you deserve any money who knows i could be completely wrong a lawyer or a jury of your peers could hear the case and go oh yeah she shouldn't have been arrested. That was that was illegal. Let's give her half a million dollars. Oh, Denny in Nampa reminded me of something. He says, wasn't Dragnet later syndicated as Badge 714? Yes, it was. Really? I don't remember that. That's what my... Uh, well, and, and they've, they've changed the rules for syndication now. Back then, you had to have a different name for the show to syndicate. If it's syndicated. Okay. But, but you don't anymore. Um, no name on this one. Time for your daily dose of fear, everyone. You bring up nonchalantly, might we have another pandemic? Well, first of all, if you're gonna if you're gonna criticize this, let's get it right. Um, no, that's not what I said. Might we have another pandemic? I asked Chris. I go, when do you think we would have another pandemic? Do you think it's going to be at least another hundred years? Because the last pandemic that we had was a hundred years ago. And this came. You say this right after the WHO puts out its statement saying the next one is around the corner. It's going to be worse than COVID. Funny how you guys are not mouthpieces, but you can always be counted on to push whatever the WHO and WEF or other groups have just recently yeah. stated. I think what a coincidence. I think it's funny, too. And by the way, heard you again lamenting the debt ceiling. Monies are coming in daily. Enough to pay our daily bills. How can I nicely put this? Um, I'm glad he I, writes in every day. Cause I'm not, I, I, you don't have a name you, on this. You, you need people who know everything. 
trying to think nicely. Okay, as nicely as I can put it, you're an idiot. There we go. That's as, that's as nice as I can put it. We're not paid mouthpieces for the WH. I didn't even know the WHO or WEF, whatever group, said that there's going to be another pandemic who? around the corner. Who? <laughs> yeah. Who? <laughs> You're just an idiot. The WHO. Who? The WHO. Who? I'll say, I've said it to you numerous times, and I'll say it again. I don't come down to your work to knock the squeegee out of your hand at the strip club. Why the heck do you think it's okay to try and criticize our job? You have nothing better to do. Usually you word that a little more elegantly, but okay. <laughs> uh, I, I simply ask Chris, because you do realize this isn't the first pandemic that we have had, right? Mm. This, this isn't number well, one. We, we, we have them on average about once every hundred years. And this guy who writes in, I mean, with his ability to see the future, he must be a billionaire, don't you think? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. He's, he's got a lot of money. Um, this is on uh, Governor DeSantis yesterday officially announcing that he was going to be uh, running for president of the United States in 2024. We all knew it was coming, but he is the first person that ever officially made his official announcement over Twitter. It happened yesterday, and uh, the announcement didn't go great. didn't have anything to do with well, DeSantis. It, it got better later. After <laughs> about 25 minutes. Um and I, I agree, by the way, Brandon writes this in, uh, and I agree with you, Brandon. Good morning. Was it really a disaster, considering how many people are talking about this uh, announcement today? After a few glitches, I was able to log on and listen, found it to be informative, and DeSantis actually sounded like someone who could run a government. Sure, there were softball questions, but there were over 300,000 people who were listening in. From what I heard, the glitch was from so much demand on people trying to log on. What's Telling What's that telling us is that both mainstream media and legacy Trump surrogates and grifters have latched on to the same technical disaster talking points. They are afraid. Mm. That's from Brandon. And you know, the part that I agree on is I've said this many times that we, there are certain limitations, of course, but there in most instances, no such thing as bad publicity when it comes to politics. Robin writes in, uh, but uh, to ask me, and I think this is about DeSantis. She says, "Hi, Chris. Would you vote for him?" I'm not being confrontational. I just would like to know your answer to that question. Thanks, and, and I'll give you an answer. The, the best answer I can give you right now is, I, I'm not a supporter of his at the moment, so not yet. Now, when they narrow, when they start narrowing things down to November of 2024. I may have a different answer at that point, but right now, no. I can honestly say that, too. And and I know, Chris, you had asked that question. I think that's why she's asking you. Is yeah. We were talking about polling and, and saying how bad the polling numbers well, look for Biden. And you said, but oh, would you okay, vote for so, him? So was Biden. Okay. Uh, again, <laughs> same, same answer there. I mean, um, I'm kind of, apparently I'm going to vote in both primaries now. But... Uh, <laughs> Well, no, there won't even be two primaries. We know that. So, uh, no, I, and if, okay, if, if you're talking about Biden, then, uh, yeah, same answer. Uh, definitely not yet. I I mean, I, I can be a little more, I, I know 100% no more than that. I know for a 200% certainty, I will not be voting for Biden. Okay. Now, when you ask me about Republicans... I don't know. Well, if it came I, down to, say if it came down to Biden and that pedophile guy from Seattle. The which which guy are you talking about? 
<laughs> the one they were trying to put on the uh, oh the one they were, the, the homeless board the, the, the one we were talking about yesterday. <laughs> well, now the the chances are it's not going to come down to those two people. I would be writing in a candidate. Let's put it. I okay. wouldn't vote for either one of them. Um, but as far as uh, Republicans, and I've been honest, I'm you know a conservative. I'm a Republican, registered Republican. Um, I don't have a choice as of yet, and I have people that I like. I have. I want to. I want to hear what they have to say as we go forward. I probably yeah. am not going to make a decision, um, basically, until next year. I can honestly say I do like, you know, Trump's policies. There are certain things about Trump that I, I have not liked and do not like. I don't like the fact of, of how many court cases he's going to be fighting while he tries to run for president. One of those is going to be right in the middle of primary season, um, and that's the case where. You know, he tried to influence an election by uh, paying off Stormy Daniels. Um, but I think some of those very well could, See, I don't think, could I mean, be trying to get can, him to get out of the race. He normally would be holding rallies at that point, which he can still do. It's just that they really need to be in the New York metro area. Yeah, he, he's not going to be traipsing across the country. Fortunately, there are a lot of people that live in that area. So, I, I, I mean... It, we can ask this question, and I know we need to take a break as I go to break. Do you, do you think DeSantis and Trump kind of cancel each other out? Because they're, I mean, they're not the same, no. but they're po- a lot of their policies I'm, are I, the same. I'm just going to say no, because they aren't the same. Some of their policies are the same, or very, right. are very similar, yes. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Need to take a break. If you want to email us, you can get through. Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 923, 66 degrees in downtown Boise. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless if you want to get through. Uh, we got phone lines open right now. Uh, let's go to those lines. Kevin and Caldwell, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning, guys. You know, on that uh, that, that uh, Sarah Brady thing, I don't think she should be suing the uh, city of Meridian. I think she ought to be suing the attorney general's office. I kind of watched that thing as it kind of made news when not else much else was. And if there was ever a case of a right to a speedy trial denied, I've never seen it. I mean, she had these court dates and the state kept pushing them back and pushing them back. And she kept incurring attorney fees for that. And she was not asking for them to be pushed back. Um, she kind of went, I think seeing this out here in Canyon County, cause I was kind of involved at the time, uh, not one of, uh, Lawrence Watson's big fans out here. And uh, she was involved kind of opposing him as well. And I almost think this thing got political between him and her. And I kind of get the feeling that he wouldn't take it to trial because they didn't think they would win it. And they just drug their feet on it. And, you know, to me, they should have took it to trial and we would have had an answer. Was that the right yeah. thing to do or not? It so, seems like it seems like an yeah, odd sort of uh, case to be dragging on for coming on three years, doesn't it? Absolutely. And so I just think that she's she's suing the wrong place there. I think that she should have gone after right to speedy trial or had her attorney fees paid, and that, that's about it at most. She, she got her message across. But well, that's and, right, and, and so, I mean, to prove your point, maybe that's the reason why 
when Raul Labrador became attorney general that he dropped the case. As you said, that didn't think that there was enough evidence there. Maybe that's the reason why Raul Labrador dropped the case. Could very well be. You know, when you have, was it Gorsuch, like you read that thing, came out and talked about those things. I think if you would have uh, put this thing and she'd have been found guilty and would have appealed it, you know, sooner or later you get to a level that says, yeah, this wasn't the right thing to do. Pushback is why we have freedoms. Um, some pushback wins, some pushback loses. But, yeah, I wish they wouldn't have drug their feet on it. I wish yeah. they would have just got it done and out of the way. Well, and as as time goes on, too, as we've, as we've mentioned, when you look back, 2020 hindsight is a real thing. You can say, well, this was stupid. Why are we charging? That that could be another reason why Raul also dropped the charges. It could even be something as like, this was stupid to begin with. It should have never happened, so we're going to drop charges, even though the mayor of Meridian and the Meridian police chief didn't agree with him at the time because they were enforcing laws that were in effect at the time it happened, no matter looking back with your 2020 hindsight and saying this was stupid to begin with. But the thing is, is there are Meridian laws, and if they're found they were wrong, then that's where the tort comes in, I guess. Yeah. I just I, I don't think I just don't think it's the right way to go either. I agree yeah. with you. Thank you, Kevin. Appreciate the call. John has yeah. written in and says, answer on whom I'm going to vote for next president. Only thing for sure is it won't be anyone with a liberal-leaning ideology. So I think uh, that probably rules out all of the uh, Democrats. I, I don't There aren't any real centrist republicans that are that have uh i think announced they're running yet i think there? tim scott kind of is i mean closer well, than everybody when, else when you, maybe when you compare him to donald trump and ron DeSantis, i would say he definitely is i don't know if you can pigeonhole uh, him i don't know and yeah, just say if you'd say okay, he's liberal he is a central yeah i, I he, he's he's more left than donald trump and okay. ron DeSantis. let's Probably, put it that way that doesn't a, mean he's, as, he's he's Left-leaning. In not as conservative as some people would like. Though. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, so, and that and that may be uh, a draw for some people because you can't win an election anymore. But if it came down to, like, Tim Scott and Biden, I mean, John would oh, probably vote for Tim Scott. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm the same way. Um, you can't win an election anymore, no, no matter if you're a Republican or a Democrat, if you don't have independents, the majority of independents voting for you. If you, if you have... A hundred percent of Republicans voting for you, but you don't have a majority of the independents voting. You're not going to win that election, and it's mm-hmm. the same. It's the same as true anymore for Democrats. You can say the same thing for Democrats. They really have to pull independents one way or the other to get to the point where you can you can get the majority of people and win your electoral college in that election. Walt in Weezer says. Let us not forget the pandemic was during the Trump administration. Much of the blame of how it was handled falls directly on his shoulders. Which which pandemic? The first one 100 years ago? So you think that pandemic falls on the uh, shoulders of the president during that pandemic also? That's just a dumb statement. You think Trump was around breathing on people, giving them COVID-19? If, 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 if you're finished, um, <laughs> no. He, he meant the one that uh, we discovered in 2019 and and implemented in 2020, and then Biden was president from 2021 on while we still had it going on. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Need to take a break. News coming up here next. Phone lines are open. If you want to get through and take part, feel free. You can also email us. 
Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. This is my favorite Tina Turner song. Also, my second favorite Mad Max movie, Beyond Thunderdome. Queen of rock and roll, passing away yesterday at the age of uh, 83 after uh, many illnesses over the last decade or so. Eight Grammy Awards, numerous hits. Um, just if you were in radio, Chris and I both in the radio and music in the 80s, um, just one of the top female artists of the uh, 80s, especially but, mid-80s. But don't worry, it didn't get repetitious enough to drive us insane. <laughs> I still love every one of her songs uh, that came out yeah. during that time. One I appreciate the, it more as, as more time has passed. One of the few people who also uh, has been uh, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, with uh, Tina with Ike and Tina Turner once, first time, and then uh, also on her own merits once again. Passing away almost yesterday, as many as, age almost, of 83. Almost as many as Eric Clapton. <laughs> I'm right there behind her at uh, zero. zero. I'll catch up with her with uh, two more. That's like saying, Joe Biden's only won one more presidential election <laughs> than I have. And I don't even think he won that one. Two. He didn't. It's been proven, Chris. It's a proven fact. He did not win. I don't know when you're finally going to buy into this, but maybe before you and I get put into the grave, I'll have I'll have convinced. Well, you. Was it Homer Simpson said? Facts are stupid. You can you can use them to prove something that's even just remotely true. <laughs> uh, a text message two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred says, uh, "What happened to monkeypox?" Um. I don't understand. It's, it seemed like this was going to be the next pandemic, and now all of a sudden it's gone. Actually, monkeypox hasn't isn't gone. What we call it is gone. <laughs> so monkeypox is still here. It's just that because the term monkeypox was offensive to some, they changed the yeah, it was probably name offensive to, to monkeys. To Mpox. Mpox. It's called Mpox. But if you ever watch a story on it now, and the only reason I know this is because um, earlier this week they said that there is a large ape br- uh, outbreak going on in Chicago right now of Mpox. And every time they said Mpox, they said Mpox, formerly known as monkeypox. Yeah, every time. <laughs> every single time during the story, and I'm like, but well, I mean, Mpox. It, <laughs> we changed the it's, name. It's like, it's like D Day. We're going to say what it used to be. You called. know, you know what the letter D meant meant or in D Day. I go ahead. Day. <laughs> they 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 just said they said uh, basically they were trying to say that's the day that's the day we're mm. going to do it but they didn't want to say what they were going to do so they just called it day 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 yeah <laughs> day day and See, they even abbreviated that to day I don't know why they didn't abbreviate it to DD 
D-Day, you know, that sounds ominous, right? Day-Day sounds almost happy. Hey, it's Day-Day! Let's get together with Bebe and Nene and have some lunch. Rich in Boise, good morning. You're on News Talk KBY. Well, you guys, you were talking about Tina Turner, but, you know, you, you remember, but just wait until the time comes when somebody that you really liked when you were 18 years old started to start to die off. Because, <laughs> you know, I've listened to her for, I don't know, 50 years. Mm. And, you know, you, you guys probably started in the late 70s or 80s or something like that. You well, know, yeah, it was, it, was, it was like early to mid 80s. Um, when I really started liking her, so I mean, I was I was in my I was oh, in my twenties. I liked her version of Proud Mary when I was a little kid. Yeah, that was another good one. And there was even well, there was even was, a claymation thing of it. Yeah, that she did. Uh, she was incredible in that, and she just got better and better. But yeah, all all of my rock and roll heroes are almost dead. So yeah, true. I mean, Keith Richards is still hanging in there. Amazingly, <laughs> I know. Do we is is he actually still alive? Or is this another weekend at Bernie's thing? I don't know. You know, it's it's not just that he's lived so long; it's that he's looked so bad yeah. for so long. He looked like he was death warmed over in the eighties well, for crying out loud. About nineteen seventy two, yeah, actually, is what about he? Yeah, he yeah he he didn't look like he had. That's why people make. He, I mean, he did. You know, Mick Jagger's getting older. Uh, you know, and but if you look at him, well, he's. Probably saw him, you know, performing with Tina Turner thirty years ago, whenever right. they did. Yeah. Or 40 well, he years he, ago. he claims but, it was Tina he, Turner who taught him to dance on stage. Yeah, yeah. They showed that performance where when he does move a lot like her, but you know, but she's got she's Richard, got better legs. He's Richard. Yeah, yes, he does. I mean, her her legs stayed good into her eighties so too. Yeah. Uh, Anybody who gets paid twenty million dollars for having great legs to advertise pantyhose—that wow. um, that tells you something. That's ten million a leg. That, that that's why I couldn't figure out how that scrawny Ike Turner abused him. Abused her. She always looked to me like she could have just yeah. knocked him down with her feet. But uh, yeah, she she was she was pretty incredible. I listened to her for a long time yeah. and uh, this is just i mean if, if all the people that if i could have seen her live in concert because she put on a show yes, you she, know, did. she that, put on hell of a show thank you for the call appreciate it yeah i would have liked to have seen her in concert and, and like i said i can't i'm trying to think of the top of my head as, as he was talking about uh, talking about the 80s and the hits that she had and the albums yeah. she put out in the 80s um, I'm trying to think of a bigger well, he was ta- artist. And, and, and he was 80s. talking about, he says, wait till the, wait till the uh, artists that you liked when you were 18 start to die. Well, she put out, uh, uh, that, that album. was the album called private dancer. I believe it was. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. She put out that album when I was 19. So that's not too far off. The crazy part. This is, these are just more trivia things about her music. We had told you earlier, um, that, David Coverdale of Whitesnake specifically mm-hmm. wrote a song for her and her record his record company wouldn't allow her him to give it to her probably would it went number 1 for Whitesnake probably would have gone number 1 for her um she would have sounded good she would have yeah. yeah she would have well, sounded she, great cuz she could sing she could sing like uh, like a rock band you know she 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 could sing like the lead singer of a rock band 
And it's not, not everybody can do that. Private Dancer is her only number one song. Yeah. And her record company didn't want her to record it. What's Love Got to Do With It, though, was a top ten or top five. Yeah. Oh, she had a bunch of top tens, but yeah. I, I would have thought at least three or four number ones. Private Dancer was the only one. And like I said, the funny thing is, her record company didn't even want her to record no. it. And she goes, no, I like this. Well, and that ended up being her only number one how song. Many, how many Creedence Clearwater Revival songs can you think of? I mean, you'd probably recognize at least 10 or 12 of them, right? I would probably recognize. This one's going to be hard for me because, and I know people are just going to go, what? But like Bad, I, Mo- Bad I Moon am, Rising? I am not a Creedence Clearwater Revival fan. So. But, you're, but you're aware of them. Yeah, if I heard it, I go, And oh, you're okay, aware yeah, of their Creedence. popularity. Yeah. They never had a number one. They had like four songs that hit number two, but none of them ever went to number one. Interesting. They always had something like, you know, Na 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 na. Hey, goodbye. Ahead of it, one hit wonders. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. Uh, we got uh, one and a half segments left in this show. Um, did want to give an update. We still have not got close to the uh, debt ceiling increase as of yet. And I talked about this three four weeks ago um, about how I think. I mean, a, a lot of this is. No, not a lot. Of, 99% of this is political. I mean, both are playing to their base. Democrats are like, no, we need a clean debt ceiling. We're not going to be cutting anything costs in any way, shape, or form. They don't want to. And you have people within the Democratic Party from the far left who said, no, we should, we, we should just stand firm and do that. And then you have on the same side, on the right, far right, that's saying we absolutely have to cut this, this, and this. And if they don't agree with it, we let the country go into debt. Into, it wouldn't be bankruptcy because you wouldn't be selling off the assets or anything, but we all of a sudden be, couldn't be... It would be, be default, yeah. Yeah, we couldn't, we couldn't pay some of our bills. And I know we, we had the guy earlier this morning who wrote in and said, we're not running out of money. We still have money coming. Yes, we do. Um, but Janet Yellen, once again, reiterated this week, on January 2nd, if the debt ceiling is not passed, there are, I think it's January 2nd and January 6th, so there are two very large bills that come due that there would not be money to pay those bills. One of those is the first round, whoever gets paid Social Security checks that first week of the month would not get their Social Security check. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, but I would think that Jan and Yellen would know better than me or the person who emailed was, in earlier this morning. I was like those guys that say, you know, we can just print more money. Why don't we do that? And I always think to myself, huh, how ridiculous. That wouldn't work. And then I think about it for a while. And I go, tell me again why that wouldn't work. Well, and here it would work, except legally you're not allowed to do so oh, unless you pass the debt ceiling. That must be it. Plus, plus, these are all things we have already got that we're paying for now. So, I mean, it's bills that have come due. This isn't for yeah. future spending uh, when it comes to the debt ceiling. So I don't, I don't know for a fact, but I don't want to tempt fate would, because we've be, heard from every economist, economist that this is a catastrophic thing that would happen. We, we are at a point right now where if you ran up a couple of credit cards eating out at a restaurant every night and then it came time to, uh, to pay and you said, well, I'd like to return everything. How would that go over? Could you? Uh, no, because you were eating at a restaurant every night. So there's no way to return everything. You have to pay. You don't have to. 
Well, and it, true. And you as a person, a, a citizen, is going to be treated differently as a government because if you don't pay, then they will put a lien on your home. They right. will put a lien on your car or any of your assets, your bank accounts or whatever. I mean, you know, not, to make you pay. Not in probably California, but most everywhere. <laughs> we will take a break. One more segment on the way if you want to get through 208-336-3700. Toll-free 1-800-529-5264. If you have a Verizon wireless phone, just hit pound 670. Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 9.52. He's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in uh, this morning. Appreciate the phone calls and emails. NASDAQ is doing well. 166 points to the good today. I'm having a feeling we talked with Jeremiah Bates this morning. Uh, NVIDIA, in, NVIDIA was uh, up, what do you say, 35% since uh, yesterday? Yeah, over 30 anyway. Over 30% since uh, yesterday. So if you uh, bought yesterday, you're you're doing pretty good today if that's your one stock that you bought. Uh, Dow, however, uh, still continues to be down. Standard & Poor continues but to be down. But NASDAQ doing very well as of uh, this morning. I wanted to ask you, I'd forgot uh, up until this point and just remembered. Um, so what are you, uh, what's your football team gonna, new name going to be? My football team? Mm-hmm. The NFL team. Are they dropping commanders? They uh, did not win the rights to, oh, to commanders. To commanders, yeah. Ah. So uh, the uh, yeah the branding rights they uh, lost. So there's probably going to have to be a new name for the Washington Commanders. You know, after sh- only one if, year, if, if they're cheap, they'll just call them commandos. <laughs> you know what I'd like to see come back? What Washington Redskins? <laughs> I don't think it will. Though I said originally, I said you know you you could solve this whole thing. Keep the name Redskins, but make the picture on their helmet a potato. Not bad. I mean, that would t- literally that would take away the whole context, right? And the reason for him to get rid of it. Hey, it's a Redskin potato. I still think that you could go Redskins and go. Hey, we tried Commanders. We gave it a try. They don't, nobody wants us to change our name, so we're going to go back to the Redskins. Cle- Cleveland didn't like my suggestion. I wrote to them and I said, you know, because they were going to change the name from Indians. And I said, uh, you know, go with the automotive industry and call them engines. <laughs> uh, That'd be the Cleveland engine. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't have a problem with that either. Makes more sense in Detroit, but you know, Cleveland, they they have cars there. Oh, our last, our, our last text message message of the day. Gonna put it's a good one. So, gonna end our day on a positive note. Chris, it says, "Hey guys, I think you guys are great together. I've been listening to you guys on." The AM dial for years. Like I said, you two guys are great together. Not the same when you have Nate substituting or Rick substituting. So no more sick days, boys. <laughs> I'll I, do what I can. I love I love the email, um, but I've got vacation days coming up here next yeah. month, so uh, can't help you out. The good The good news is I've I've pretty much used all my my vacation days as sick days. <laughs> We're going to wrap things up here. Don't forget, tomorrow um, we're going to be at the Hometown Breakfast by Cloverdale Plumbing. You are invited to join us. That gets underway at 6 o'clock. And, yes, they open at 6, so we'll see you there at 6. Hometown Breakfast brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. And uh, over the last part of the show, uh, we're going to play you out once again. Our tribute to Tina Turner passing away yesterday at the age of 83. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow morning.